When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Curzon Cinemas podcast. This week we'll be talking about Edgar Wright's latest film, Baby Driver. I'm Sam Howlett and joining me in the getaway car this week we have Helen Seymour. Hello. Harry Chapman. Hello. And Jake Cunningham. Hello. So we will be discussing Baby Driver uh, as well as the new Netflix film, Okja. Uh, so it's a double film week today, so lots to cram into a short amount of time. But before we get into any of that, uh, so Baby Driver gets its title from the song by Simon and Garfunkel. So our pitch for this week, pitch to me a film whose title is another Simon and Garfunkel film. Let's start with Harry. Okay. Um, so I was going to go for The Only Living Boy in New York, mm -hmm. um, but that film's already been made and is coming out later in the year. So, oh, good. Uh, so I haven't got an answer. Okay. So we're, um, I'm done. <laughs> Not really. No. Of course I've got oh. an answer. So I've gone for the song Old Friends. And the reason I've gone for this is is I want to do a film mm -hmm. based on the political lives of Ken Clark, the Tory MP, and Dennis Skinner, the Labour MP, who seem like their nemesis, but really they're old friends. And, see, I've got... Don't worry, I picked the lyrics out. Waiting for the sun. The sun is a newspaper. They're waiting for the headlines. Old friends, because they're old friends. Can you imagine us years from today, because they're old already, mm. so it, we can see progression in their ages, sharing a park bench quietly, because they're both very outspoken. How terribly strange to be 70, because they are about that age. And they're old friends. And the whole point is, it would be very funny if they were friends, but very different politically. And, um, yeah, that's it. Very good. Thank I you. like it. Yeah. Um, the host always goes last on the pitches. Okay. I'm going to go next. Oh. See what I did there. Sorry, where's the rule book gone? Uh, it's out the window, It's Harry. out the window. Uh, I'm going to go for Scarborough Fair. Because mm -hmm. uh, I've been to Scarborough, and no offence to anyone that lives in Scarborough, But it's quite a dull town. What? I went there when I was 11 and had a lovely... Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> so I'm going to have a really, really, really dark, gritty murder mystery in Scarborough at the Scarborough Fair. 
In Scarborough. Exactly. So, uh, Detective Simon. Uh, so he retires to Scarborough to settle down, but he uncovers some weird, twisted stuff in the seedy underbelly of Scarborough Fair. And I, I can't even go into detail what stuff he uncovers, but it's disgusting. It's a good job there's not a you know an Edgar Wright film that's similar to this, which has a Simon as oh, a policeman. This is not funny at all. Okay. Oh, okay. Can the villain be um, Uncle Garth? So it's like Garth well. Uncle. <laughs> you call you. I tell you what. If, so, you, if you have an uncle called Chris, you call him Hi, Chris Uncle. I tell you what. I tell you what. If you have, if you explain you it, it's it's great. Yeah. That's why I really yeah. like it. But I like to watch films be, and then be, come out and then have quiet. a little note. So. Be quiet, Harry friend. <laughs> Harry colleague. Harry workplace associate. Harry assistant. Yeah. Uh, Helen, you're up. Uh, I am a rock, and it's just. Yeah, but what's your pitch? Oh. Thanks, Dad. It's just about this guy that's His sitting His name's Sam. Sam, Dad. Oh, Sorry. oh. Sorry. Whoa there. Some interrupting going on there. <laughs> it's about this guy that's just sitting about all the time, and everyone's like, come on, come on, you need to do something with your life. And every time he just shrugs and goes, Pfft. I don't. I'm a rock. Jake, awesome. your awesome. pitch. Sorry, is he really a is rock? Is this a prequel to School of Rock? No, it's, no. A, it, okay. it's a prequel. It's, to, <laughs> it's a prequel to The Rock, isn't it? No. Does How it start Jack Black the, become a rock? Does it? <laughs> <laughs> no, Jack Black was a rock and then becomes. It's does, like um, Silence. It's a very deep meditative film. Okay. Oh, I thought you just meant. I thought you just meant <laughs> the state it. of silence. Yeah, I can see it. It might be a short film. Yeah. But a film nonetheless. Oh, what's the oh the rule book's out the window, so we can't look up the rules on whether we can pitch short film. So we'll never know. We'll never know. I think we should accept it. Thank you. Jake, um, your pitch, sir. Yeah, I'm going. I've, I've betrayed uh, Art Garfunkel already because <laughs> I got my idea and then I realised it's just Paul Simon song. Um, <laughs> so so, so you've already lost there. So yeah, so, the point. Um, yeah, there we I go. Um, but how do we feel about a? Gender swapped Shakespeare set inside a school. Me and Julio down by the schoolyard. So like, I don't know how I feel about that. Yeah, I think it's quite strong. I think it's strong. Mm. Oh, are, are we? Sorry, are we using the term? Yeah. Strong? So let's link. Like it's. Yeah. So you know how? Which is the? Um, she's the man. So that is. That's the twelfth night. Exactly. Mm. So, but that's like a classic teen yeah. comedy as well. Okay. So we're going for the teen comedy high school thing but we're going to reverse the gender roles across okay. all of it so Juliet becomes Julio mm. uh, the, problem, the problem is that mm. works for Twelfth Night because Shakespeare wrote it that it had people dressing up as different genders yeah but this doesn't have anyone dressing up as different genders it's just, it's just, they are. just a reversal completely um but I don't know. Maybe it'd be like Romy, uh, Romy and yeah. Julio, just collide the kind of high school films and add in some Shakespeare. And it'll uh, like Ian McKellen with his his new Shakespeare app. He'd be pretty happy yeah. because it would be getting the kids some Shakespeare, like tricking them into it. Kids, mm. Shakespeare's cool. Exactly. That can be one of the lines in it. And like they, we could get we could get <laughs> oh, well. meta, we could get meta. meta with. <laughs> We can get meta with it, and that they're learning Romeo and Juliet. All right, let's cut. Let's go for a vote. So, what do we think? I like. I am a rock. I like the Scarborough. 
I like your one, Harry. Oh, no. Oh. Jake, uh, who gets, Helen, you get the deciding vote. Me. You vote for yourself? Yeah. Oh, well played. Well Very played. Good. That's like what Keira Knightley does in uh, Pirates of the Caribbean 3. Isn't it? And she votes for herself, and then it, she becomes the pirate queen. Yeah. yeah she, Something like that happens. Yeah, I mean, it's the best Pirates of the Caribbean film, so I would remember that yeah. happening. Um... That's a weird should we reference. Just talk, should we just talk about Pirates of the Caribbean? <laughs> yeah. So it's uh, set. It's pretty much straight after Dead Man's Chest, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, so let's go on to what we're actually here for. Baby Driver. It's Edgar Wright's uh, latest film. His first since The World's End. Yes. So it's been quite a big gap. Yeah. I mean, it was weird that he did a Pirates of the Caribbean film. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh... <laughs> Uh, yeah, so it's been a good few years since he's made a film, so it's very exciting to have his name back on our screens. So Baby Driver is quite a simple plot. Uh, it's quite a familiar plot as well. Ansel Elgort plays Baby, who is a getaway driver for um, Kevin Spacey's Doc, a sinister criminal, and he suffers from tinnitus after a car accident at a young age and is constantly listening to his iPod. Um, and that's pretty much the gist of the film. Um, lots of car chases. There's a romance in there as well. Um, great cast. Uh, so what do we think overall? I really like this film a lot. Uh, I, this is the second time that I've watched it. Um, and it, it was better for me this this time around, actually. Okay. Um, the, I don't think it's perfect. And I know there are a lot of reviews out there saying this is a flat-out masterpiece, which I don't think is true. Mm. Um, and there are some flaws in it, I think, in the pacing. And I think with a film that's so reliant on um, genre familiarity and story familiarity, it doesn't take a lot of um, chances with the narrative. No. And I think that's maybe... But that's fine, because it's that gateway of genre that allows us the like, the wonderful form of it. It's mm. the craft and it's the filmmaking um, that is the centrepiece of it, rather than anything else, I think. I think that's what I found most enjoyable. You're looking, you're kind of like, at every second you're looking around the screen at all the amount of detail that's gone into it, the amount of effort. It is completely meticulous filmmaking. I, like the, the nightmare that the producers would have had with mm -hmm. Edgar Wright telling them what his ideas were and then just having to think oh how are we going to do this but, but then they've done it and that there is some stuff in there that is kind of beyond belief in terms of effort but like but like anything like that that must be incredibly complicated and must take so much time it seems incredibly simple like everything is so smooth about it that you look at it and it looks like it's no effort whatsoever, mm. Mm. and yet, it, yeah, it must have just taken like months and months and months to sort out. Like even sort of the simplest scene must have taken ages. Yeah, I mean, I, I, this is people have called this kind of a, a jukebox musical car chase, which is a really nice way of putting it and comparing it to like, the most recent big musical, La La Land. Um, La La Land is very obvious in its effort. Like mm. you look at the opening numbers, and it's, yeah. it's not shying away from how clever it is and how much work has gone into it. But this film is full of lovely detail that is more rewarding. And again, coming from second-time viewer, being able to put the story to one side 
and like sink into it a bit yeah. more got a lot more from it i'm sure there's so much that i missed in terms of those details which is always such a joy because then next time around and i definitely want to watch it again because i loved it yeah. um i am so looking forward to all those little bits that i didn't get the first time around and i'm sure third fourth fifth time there's going to be mm. little jokes mm. and that's what i love so much yeah, and yeah. I, th- I think that's something that comes with all of Edgar Wright's films is that kind of rewatchability uh, and that way of finding something new from it each yeah. time. The throwaway things that you don't even notice, mm. the throwaway whatsoever, uh, and then it's kind of like five watches down the line. You're like, oh, I can't wait for that bit, just for that half second joke yeah. or something. Um, and this isn't out and out parody, like what we're used to him doing, like a loving parody. Yeah, yeah, Not sort yeah. Of, yeah, almost to cut. Um, really going for a genre and playing around with that genre which he does hear a lot but not quite as much I think I mean I was quite glad there weren't I mean there is one cameo in the film um, with uh, Walter Hill oh really he plays the um, the sort of the court interpreter at the end I didn't notice that Um, but it's not like it's littered with cameos or loads of references like his other films are this was very much it wants to be its own thing you know it's really it's closed off in its own world which is nice to see. Yeah, I think it's like it's bouncing references and stuff around, but not in the same way. Not in an like explicit way, would. yeah. But there's so much joy in it, that's the thing. Mm. Like, I've watched Hot Fuzz about nine times, and I will continue to watch it throughout my life. I mean, ITV2 is not going to stop anytime <laughs> soon. <laughs> that is the reason why I started to watch it ITV2, so ITV2, sponsored by Hot Fuzz. <laughs> but... I love it. It's such a good film. Mm. And uh, I think the danger with us like sitting around the table sort of analysing it, which is great and it's meaty, there's loads to analyse, is that like, we need to remember this, this pure sense of fun yeah. and enjoyment and just like I was sitting there smiling so much yeah. in this film and the, it's the thing with Edgar Wright is you know how much he loves filmmaking yeah. and, and anyone that's a fan of his you can see this is his film and it's such a joy yeah I think a lot of people are going to compare this to Drive and it does have the, the almost an exact same storyline to Drive mm. in that it's the getaway driver who's looking very uh, very quiet getaway driver looking to get out of this life of crime falls in love with a woman and it's it's harder than he thinks to get away from um, his criminal life however this doesn't have any of the sort of art house pretension that Drive has who, or who? the existentialism of Drive this is a pure this is like Helen says this is pure fun this is pure, this is a joyride essentially but I mean what's so great about that is you get that from the first shot where it's very similar to Drive yeah. you're yeah. sort of expecting that you got five minutes speech and it's yeah. instead he starts dancing and mouthing along to yeah. his iPod like from that moment you know what this is going to be and what it's going to yeah. be is fantastic because I was slightly not concerned but I was thinking when I first saw the trailer of this I did think this does look like Drive this does look exactly the same as Drive but like you said from the first the first shot the first scene you think okay no we're in we're in a completely different territory. Here. Yeah, it's way more fun. It's, oh yeah, I think the trailer, it's a the trailer yeah, the trailer doesn't show that no. at all. And I, I'd advise not watching the trailer for for a few reasons, but I think yeah, I think it's just so much more fun. And yeah, he's he's actually an incredibly like good mover. And I know that sounds weird, but it's almost like loads of what what you know sort of baby does is like moving to music all the time. Yeah, 
and like he's so like graceful and so elegant in in, in pretty much all his movements and whether that's you know scene where he's in his in his apartment dancing or whether that's the opening scene yeah. he's doing silly things or walking along the oh, coffee yeah. or whatever I mean, that, so the opening great. scene sets you up for the whole film yeah. it's like it's almost it's, its own self-contained thing mm. like this this first getaway and you've got the like this pan down the the bank building and you just see this red um like wheel hub with red brakes turn up and you think oh it's cool and then the um bell bottom starts playing mm. and he's like oh this is pretty wicked this is this is fun and uh, I like this a lot but then it's softened straight away when he starts singing along to it and you realise along and, yeah. yeah but he's what we don't see in the trailers and we don't, don't see in the posters is he's he's quite goofy he's, he's so like, goofy he's like yeah. goofy and a bit silly and that's that's the non-drive stuff. He's not just quite a cool guy. Yeah, and yeah. that's that's always been the driver is the, yeah. the cool dude, and he is he is cool. And there's there's no way of denying that. Like there's some scenes, uh, particular, there's one involving sunglasses and John Bernthal, which is amazing. Um, but it's it's that you actually feel like oh he's a real person, yeah. which Ryan Gosling is not. Yeah. <laughs> um, so is 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 all the music in the film? Um, non-digetic like or digestive there, there is like a few bits of just music that we don't know it's okay but by and large I think all the music is within the world of the film yeah it's in the iPod yeah the sound the soundtrack this is this is where I think Helen's point's really interesting about um, not taking it too seriously and, and probably not overanalyzing it too much because the soundtrack is so fun mm. the soundtrack from like track one and they, they even have throwaway lines about it in the film which, which I'm not going to spoil some of the yeah. lines from it but in terms of it's so fun and so eclectic and I think there's a real like love and energy and clearly Edgar Wright has sp- chosen every single song for the exact yeah. moment at the right time uh, and some of the some of the original music in terms of that in, uh, in terms of that Baby makes is, is, is great fun as well yeah, yeah, that's again. That's not something that we have seen. That's that DJ yeah. uh, Baby's a like, musician yeah. himself. Yeah, and that makes him goofier as well. Yeah, it, yeah. Oh yeah, he's, he's he's like in some ways you think he if he wasn't in the life of crime he'd just be sort of a a loser kid that that is making sort of tapes in his room. I don't mean yeah. that in a bad way. I mean yeah, that in, yeah. a, in that he he's, he's incredibly yeah. ordinary apart from when he's in the car. Yeah. Mm. So uh, there's a Edgar Wright directed music video from 2002. Uh, so the the song is a blues song by a band called Mint Royale, and uh, in the music video, uh, Noel Fielding plays a getaway driver who listens to the the song while waiting for the bank robbery to take place. Oh really? Oh, I think I've seen that. Yeah, I think it's Julian Barrett as one of the bank robbers. Uh, yeah, because there is it's a, an there's... extra on Shaun of the Dead, uh, okay. or maybe uh. Hot Fuzz. <laughs> so clearly he's had this. I haven't seen that on ITV2. There's a bit in it as well. In Yeah, there's a bit in the film where Of that film. Sorry, what? There's a bit where there's a bit where he's flicking through TV. Right. And the Noel Fielding film Uh, is in uh, Baby Driver. The music video. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like he says something like, Oh, why are we here? Oh, I didn't know it's Noel Fielding. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's the film. I think it's Julian Barrett sat next to him. Yeah. I think. Oh, very yeah. cool. So yeah, in this music video, Noel Fielding says to the the robbers, like, right, you've got two minutes forty nine seconds to get back. Like, but while the song finishes, and while he's in the car, he's tapping along, he's singing it's great. along. Great, it's so like, good. So clearly, the Edgar Wrights had this idea for he's a very it, I long saw, time. I saw him message uh, 
I think it was today. Yeah. Um, someone asked him on Twitter how long it's taken, and he said he said he came up with the idea six years ago, and it's taken him two years since then to actually get right. it to get any to get it anywhere. Yeah. He, sat, he just sat on the script for like four years. Yeah. Just trying to get it made. Which well, are, I think it's a like, long process, isn't it? There's so much stuff that is had to be done in reverse to how it would maybe be normally done. So I remember, so with um, Reservoir Dogs, Quentin Tarantino saying like he did the uh, stuck in the middle with you scene and kind of going in I and saying we need like here are the f- six songs i want and took them. if you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural looking results was through surgery think again juvederm volux xc is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural looking results with little downtime even better this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment no maintenance required improve jawline definition for a smooth sculpted look with juvederm volux xc for important safety information and to find a licensed specialist visit juvederm.com that's j-u-v-e-d-e-r-m.com not for people with severe allergic reactions allergies to lidocaine or the proteins used in juvederm common side effects include injection site redness swelling pain tenderness firmness lumps bumps bruising discoloration or itching there's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel which can cause vision abnormalities blindness stroke temporary scabs or scarring talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you hey it's Paige desorbo from giggly squad high quality fashion without the price tag say hello to quince I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style to his producer and the producer went out to get the songs came back and said I couldn't get you any of the songs <laughs> I could get you this song um, but then but Edgar and so that's the song that they used yeah. um, but Edgar Wright has basically written a script to the songs mm. which is the crazy thing good job they got Baby Driver otherwise that would have <laughs> been awkward wouldn't it uh, like, I can't imagine the amount of money that's been spent on music licensing here yeah. because the soundtrack is like over 30 songs long but this film um, is such a love letter to mm. to music and like it, it's almost an extra character in the in the film, I think. And it doesn't it doesn't go for big hits all the time. No, no, no. That's not, what I was. They're songs you haven't heard of often. Yeah. I think for Mean Streets, Scorsese spent over half the budget on a Rolling Stones song. Was it? That was the first time he's given me shelter. It might have been. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think like Scorsese, like music is so important to Edgar Wright that the specific track. And the, in the film, there's a great bit where the gunfire syncs with the song that's playing yeah and we were saying earlier that must have taken so long to plan that yeah. get it exactly right well it's, not, it's like choreographing it's like you're having to choreograph like a dance yeah but yeah. with bullets and sound yeah. and like yeah. it, ju- it just must take ages well I think um, like this has done really well recently in John Wick and, yeah um, I was going to bring up John like, Wick yeah but John John Wick is pretty straight edged mm. um, like it does have fun but like the music has its context yeah. with um, the situations that he's in. Whereas here, we get a lot of contrapuntal sounds as well, where Baby is listening to something like Barry White. 
and the situation is really one that in any other film would not call for Barry White as well but he manages to use that to his yeah. advantage and it makes it more unsettling and more intense I love how much the music annoys almost every other character as <laughs> well yeah. and, that, and that's a really interesting thing so li- Lily James is the only one that seems to genuinely care about yeah. the music and mm. everyone else seems to absolutely hate it or, or just ignore it and I think that's a really that's a sort of extra layer yeah. to, to the film I guess Right, should we uh, quickly break down the cast? Uh, so we've got Ansel Elgott as Baby, John Hamm as Buddy, Elsa Gonzalez as Darling, Lily James as Deborah, Kevin Spacey as Doc, How and oh, Jamie Foxx, of course, as Bats. Uh, how do you think they all fared? 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10? Yes. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I, I have reservations about one in particular. I, oh, wait, I'm going to try and guess. I could have done with... I think I think for me the the best cast member was Lily James and I could have done with more of her. I could have done with more Lily James. Chat about it. Yeah, that's, I think you're going to have issues with Spacey. No. Fox. Oh, Fox. I was going to say Spacey. I thought Spacey was very good. I mean, I'm I'm currently towards the end of a big House of Cards binge, so having him use his normal voice was distracting at first because in House of Cards he has this yeah very thick South Dakota accent. Um, what about Ham? South Carolina. John Hamm. Hamm's good. I like Tam. Yeah. I like Tam. So why do you like Fox? I felt he was. A, I thought he was in it too much. I thought he was a very one-dimensional character that did things that didn't. Just, uh, he's the crazy guy, and that's yeah. That's it was him. just that, but he just did things that didn't seem to have any reason yeah, for him to I, do them. Yeah, I agree. And also, then didn't and then didn't do stuff when you expect him to do stuff yeah, at other points. But that, not, that's not in a nice surprising yeah. way, just in a kind yeah. of annoying yeah. way. And it just it was just a bit of a uninteresting... Because um, he, he, he's kind of set up as the kind of antagonist, I guess, in a way, mm. for uh, for the first part of the film. But I think that's intentional, and then that com- that pays off later on. It does um, pay off, yeah. but I just didn't find him... I didn't find him funny. I didn't find him scary, which I think you're didn't, supposed to do. I think it was a bit I, scary. I just—he was just a crazy guy, and I wasn't—I wasn't because the rest of the cast is so good. I didn't think he had anything interesting to do, really. But he's annoying, didn't you find him in, in like annoying, but in not but not in, in the character in terms of like baby has a plan at one point and there's a scene where you just know he's going to get in the way mm. yeah. and he's going to come and ruin it, and he completely does that. And it's like, that was his role. His role is he's got his eye on Baby the whole time. And while uh, the others are kind of like, they know him. And in the, in the final um, heist, uh, it's if he wasn't there, if Bates wasn't there, then yeah, I don't know. Then I think it, it would have gone smoothly. Like first time around, I found Bats a bit annoying. Oh, Bats. Come um, on, Bates. Bates. Norman Bates. Bates, mate. <laughs> um, Bats a bit annoying and uh, spacey, like a bit plain. Uh, I, th- I think. But then, like this time around, I actually like they like, kind of leveled out yeah. for me because I think uh, Spacey's really having a. Oh, I like Great Spacey. He's having, fun. he's having so yeah. much fun. There's a particular bit where he's drawing a map on a chalkboard, which is. Really I feel like yeah. that was improvised. Yeah. I feel yeah, like yeah. I don't know if that was in the script because it just feels it, it's such a lovely I moment. Hope so. And also, I felt like I would say that if I did that. Yeah, and I can I imagine can't draw with chalk. <laughs> I can't draw with chalk. I that was Edgar a great Wright. line, and I think I would yeah. have said it too. <laughs> no, 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 no. I think but I'm I think... definitely as good as Kevin Spacey. <laughs> 
I'm not going to respond. <laughs> it felt like a genuine line. It felt yeah. so real. It felt like it was just sure. completely off the cuff. And if it was in the script, then amazing. But it just it didn't yeah. feel that way. Yeah. So, uh, well, I'll talk about something that happens towards the end of the film. But something happens that makes me, like, not love Kevin Spacey's character as much as I did towards the beginning. But we'll get into that in the spoiler section. Um, yeah, I think overall a good cast. A good supporting cast. Yeah, um, I, I, um, I think it was maybe filmed before he got a bit bigger, but John Bernthal... Um, doesn't get much. Yeah, time. That's yeah it's a shame. That's yeah, a I've it's a sort of forgot shame. about him. After, yeah, um, but but I think I think that's more realistic in terms of the the point is they constantly swap the crews for mm. and that and that that's way more interesting. I think to yeah. have to have sort of a rolling cast yeah. of people. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so we will be uh, getting into the third act stuff in our spoiler section towards the end of the podcast. But before we do that, let's quickly talk about Netflix's Okja. Uh, so, written and directed by Bong Joon-ho. Uh, and John Ronson. And John Ronson. writer on it. Thank you. Uh, who uh, did The Host and uh, the amazing yet underrated Snowpiercer. Uh, this object is about a sort of alternate future, I guess, where a company... It's not in the future. Yeah, it's not set in the future. Okay, so uh, a company has uh, genetically created a giant super pig and one of these giant super pigs is the titular Okja, who is taken from her owners in... It doesn't say, but we assume it's his career, isn't it? It is career, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's from her owners in Korea uh, to be made into meat. Uh, but there is lots of stuff going on to try and stop that from happening, including an animal rights group led by Paul Dano. Uh, so what do we think of Okja? Completely loved it. Uh, I know we don't have long to talk about it, mm. but uh, Paul Dano was such a highlight for me. Uh, I, I've, oh, he's fantastic. He has some of the best lines. Um, I didn't realise John Watson wrote it until afterwards. When I found out, it made complete sense to me. Someone who spent all his time sort of uh, analysing human interaction has made such a wonderfully human film that really gets into kind of good and evil and our decisions and our responsibility for those decisions without ever being boring or too heavy. Yeah, it's um, a, no, sorry, Harry. No, go on. No, I was going to say it then, and it's it's like that good and evil, but also there's a lot of grey and there's a lot of futili- oh, yeah. futility about it. Mm. Yeah, and like um, it's kind of it's deceptive in that, like initially, there's a lot of bits that you feel like on face value are happy, but the more and more you think about it, the more you realise that there's there's a lot of bleakness in it. Totally. Yeah, I think I'm what. It opens and you think, oh, this is like it opens oh, it's like, like a kids' Shrek. film. It's like, <laughs> yeah. it's but you do and you feel so uplifted and you think this is great fun. And even in sort of moments of peril or however early on, you're like, oh, this is just like it just it just feels like an adventure yeah. and it feels like a kids' film. And then it just stops being a kids' film and it haunts you yeah. forever. It's it gets pretty dark. It gets really dark. Yeah. It's, it's it's not a light film to watch. It's kind that, of that's what I sort of warn yeah. people about. Don't don't go in thinking it's going to be sort of light and fluffy. It and starts. Airy. It's not. You it's think very, it's going to yeah. be like E.T. Yeah. or My Neighbor Totoro or something, and then it's this very dark look at the um, the meat industry essentially. Yeah. yeah, I think it's almost like seeing the two sides of Steven Spielberg as a director yeah. happening at once. So very you, good, you've got yeah. like the the dark AI Spielberg mm. along with I don't know. Jurassic Park or ET or something. Mm. There's some the the acting in it is superb as well. I yeah, think everyone's really good, and that and that sort of light and and 
and shade that's needed from almost almost every character has a sort of darker moment bar bar the main bar the main performance everyone sort of has slightly darker moments so i think it's it's amazing that and yeah. the cast they put together is great the yeah. main girl is amazing so mm-hmm. Tilda Swinton is the uh, the film's villain essentially we've got Paul Dano uh, the, yeah the lead girl is uh, I apologise if I mispronounce it Seo Hyun An she's fantastic yeah. she's amazing mm-hmm. Jake Gyllenhaal as you've never seen Jake Gyllenhaal before oh, very funny Dr. Johnny he goes to about <laughs> 11 <laughs> he goes to 11 very early on there's it's a true. really good bit where he's riding a goat it's like <laughs> yeah. two seconds but oh my gosh oh it's yeah, really great film. Uh, so it's available on Netflix, but Harry, you think we should see it in the cinema, I don't you? I think definitely go see it on the big screen. I think what we what we haven't spoken about is is the animation of the actual animals, mm. and Octa in particular is just stunning. And to see it on a big screen and the landscapes, and because it's set over a few sort of different places, you I think you can really sort of breathe it in at the cinema and really get the full impact on it that you might might not get yeah. on a, on a on a laptop or a television yeah. so yeah if you can do do check it out on cinemas because it's it's really worth it yeah netflix um for their original products which this is one of they stipulate that if you're making something that's going to have their name on it it has to be shot in 4k uh so that's like seeing being able to see that on the yeah. big screen yeah, yeah. is really rewarding yeah absolutely uh, so that's okia which is available now Okay, so uh, if you haven't seen Baby Driver, do go out and see it, and then come back, because we're now going to spoil the film. Uh, I'll start with saying what I wasn't yeah. sure about with the Kevin Spacey point. Okay, yeah, go on. Because he's set up as a very scary criminal who is willing to break babies' legs. Yeah, he's very but even-handed. Incredibly about, threatening, yeah. um, incredibly scary, and he's willing to kill people. And then he kind of very quickly turns and seems to like Baby and protects him. I think he always likes Baby. Yeah, okay. it's an empty threat. I don't yeah. think he okay. would have done it. I think that's the point. I think you realise when he changes his mind, oh, I could like, have just said it, no. None of it would have. Yeah. I, I think the, the debt that um, he actually owed was far smaller. Yeah. I think Baby's been overpaying. I think he's just a bit ignorant. But Spacey is just scary and uses that against Baby. Okay. But he then, does... He dies for baby. Yeah, that's what I was. That's what yeah. I couldn't. I don't think he does it intentionally. No, but he's just trying to but, sort it out. But he's yeah. like, I'll hold off the police. You don't say, I'll hold off the police, and then expect to live. Yeah, mm. it does seem like a self-sacrifice, which didn't quite ring true. I think they it needed a bit more to build up their relationship if they wanted to have him really like, really love baby. Uh, almost be like a father figure to him, which they didn't. I wasn't quite convinced about they that. Did, but it does tie up the loose ends, and I think that's yeah. That's I mean, a it really does its job. Thing. Yeah, it sort of ties everything up, and it means that it means you sort of get the ending you want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think because this time I found more silliness in Spacey, and that I actually thought of him as a bit of a lighter character than mm. when I first saw it, where I he was trying to be like a Tony Soprano or something. And this time with like the chalkboard scene and some of the line deliveries four, where he's, four, he's, four he's pairs like, of eyes, three <laughs> pairs of ears. Yeah, yeah excellent, yeah. excellent. Yeah. What a line that is. Uh, he's, I think he's actually funnier, and he was a bit lighter. And I thought actually I can see the heart in him a bit earlier on to pay off. And it, uh, it was, I again like for me, the, um, the kind of last ten minutes of the film. I was a bit iffy on, and then mm. this time, it was it was fine. I think it worked. I think it doesn't. Yeah. 
it sort of gives you the gives you the end you want. Yeah. Without without it being completely unrealistic it's and not, without it being like yeah. this is stupid and make like it, they don't get away and that's the important thing. I love yeah. that they don't yeah, get if away. They, yeah. If they get away, the film you come out of the film going hmm. But because because you think they've got away and then they don't, that yeah. is perfect. That's, and, yeah. and that, that he put the brakes on. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. not quite a ride a into the sunset. Yeah. Yeah. But I love that you think that, and yeah. and also the kind of touch that that um, John Hamm goes to shoot him, but then shoots on either side of his ear. So mm. his, I don't know if he is his completely I deaf. Think, yeah, I think he might be because he has the, he touches the speaker like at the end, is, doesn't yeah. he? Yeah. Um, which is uh, like a really kind of layered moment of kind of he could have just shot him or he could have injured him or whatever think about drive uh, yeah uh, mm. there's lots of people being injured and stuff like that and that is such a clever sort of really simply a really clever another use of showing how of, of a narrative plot using a gun yeah and like yeah. think of that as a torture as well yeah like so saying we well, shoot someone in the leg they're going to heal. Yeah, exactly. Like, you deafen someone. Someone who loves music. Yeah. 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 It's really horrible. Yeah. Yeah. Um, also, I didn't want to find out his name, and that annoyed me. Yeah, I Miles. don't like his name. Yeah, I, yeah, I, was, yeah. Hoping, I was hoping it would cut. It I was would hoping be like, it would be, oh, I can't believe your real name is Baby or yeah, something Yeah, I like thought that. it was going to be that. Yeah, that would have been nice. Also, so. I was hoping that it would just cut, and it would be like, I still can't believe it when we got to the courtroom, and they read out your name, and your name yeah. was, and then it kicks in with, like, Baby <laughs> Driver, and then you're like, ah... I quite, I quite like no, endings like that. So, yeah. But. I like, like that. It's like, I can't believe that that's your name. And then just some weird response from him, just like, I know it's German. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, what the hell? <laughs> what is it? It's way better not to know. Yeah. It's, it's a letdown. I kind of get what they're trying to do with Miles. Mm. I don't think it's, it doesn't quite, quite. pay off. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's not worth giving it up for. Yeah. yeah. I also really like the uh, the foot chase at the end as well. Oh, the foot chase is phenomenal. So that's that's yeah. as good as any of the car chases. Maybe better. My only issue with that is, and obviously you you sort of just accept it, but I'm like, he spent, so far we've seen him in the film, he only walks to get coffee and drives. How the hell is he athletic enough <laughs> to do what must be a two-mile run around chasing away from police? I mean, I'm, I'm not saying this film's far-fetched, but... <laughs> Come on, guys. Come Edgar on, Wright. how's he doing that? Edgar Wright it was a hack. <laughs> yeah. Edgar Wrong. Um, yeah. No, that, that scene is that scene is uh, well played with Edgar Wrong. Uh, that you. scene is um, is amazing, and I think I think you're bang on, Jake, about it being as good as any car chase. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's, it's it's so good. Like just the way that he treats he almost treats uh, Baby as just another car at that point. Mm. The way yeah. that he bounces and moves. And he's just finding these micro structures to play these giant set pieces off of, even if it's just a tree or a bench. Yeah, yeah. It, Although it, it does, feels huge. It do, yeah, it does set it up slightly by the fact he he does move like that anyway. As mm. in he's he's always looking for another option in terms of when he ducks mm. under pipes or whatever early on. So I guess it does it does set it up to a certain extent. Yeah, and as we mentioned, this is a film that really re uh, is rewarding for multiple viewings. Yep. So uh, I've only seen it once, but I definitely can't wait uh, to see it again. Yeah, okay. it's, yeah. it's like you're salivating yeah. for certain moments. Uh, where there's a bit where the song that's playing, the lyrics sync up with the graffiti. Yeah, that's incredible. Amazing. Yeah. And so I was like, oh, it's happening, it's going to happen. He's starting to get the coffee. <laughs> and here it is. It's just so nice. Yeah, you didn't need to make that noise, though, when we were watching it. <laughs> <sighs> Sorry. 
Okay, so Can that we is... quickly mention yes, the old course. man he lives with? Is it Joe? Joe. Oh, yes. oh. oh we didn't mention me. He's absolutely wonderful. Yeah, what a creation. Um, yeah, spread it to the edge. That's all I need to say. Mm, spread it to the edge. Yeah, that's a nice touch. But Baby Driver is not the only thing you can watch this week, as there are many things available on Curzon Home Cinema, such as... Dive. Yes. With Ryan Gosling. Um, also, one of the best soundtracks in a film ever. Great storyline. Love mm. the end. The end is so good. Everyone should watch it. I have the soundtrack on vinyl, and it is pink. Oh, someone's a walking cliche. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, there's also a really uh, there's a collection called Great Soundtracks, um, which if Baby Driver does end up on Curzon Home Cinema, and mm. I'm sure it will end up in this collection. Uh, but on there you've got Chirac, Tangerine, Sicario, The Duke of Burgundy, Radio On, Dead Man, Suspiria, Berberian Sound Studio, A Field in England, <sighs> This Must Be The Place, Ghost World, 20,000 Days on Earth, Requiem for a Dream, Spider, Lights in the Dusk, Old Joy, huge collection, loads of great films, loads of great soundtracks, and this uh, and Baby Driver will definitely give you oh, a taste of wanting to get one of them. The music yeah. in Chirac's amazing, <laughs> so just to pick out one. <laughs> yeah. Alright, so thank you very much for listening to us this week. That is goodbye from Jake. Goodbye. Goodbye from Harry. Goodbye. Goodbye from Helen. Goodbye. Thank you to CSF. Let us use their studio <laughs> once again. Bye. And we will see you <laughs> next week. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.